topics related to Catholicism, autism, and pop culture today, I'm going to top off the year that was, 2021, and tell you how it affected me, and I'm also going to review the new Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. this year-end thing, I only gave you guys the good things that happened to me, because I got kind of tired of everyone talking about how bad 2020 was. Well, this year, I can't do that. I have to give you guys the bad stuff as well as the good stuff, so you're going to hear about that. You're going to hear a more balanced approach this year. So, first, let's talk about the bad stuff, and the biggest bad thing that happened to me was my dad died. be honest, I handled it a lot better than I thought I would. Let me explain what happened. You see, back in 2020, my dad had to go to Florida because of the, because he had found work there and he was repairing an apartment complex that got hit by a hurricane there. He had to come back because of the pandemic and he got depressed and we all thought that was the end of it. Turns out in 2021 we found out that that wasn't the case. We found you see a couple years before that he had gotten a concussion on the job and because he was able to get up and walk around again I just assumed that would be the end of it but no we think but now we come to realize that the Concussion led to his led to some dementia that developed that became full force last year. Last year he developed Capra syndrome, and as a result, he didn't know who I was. He didn't know who Mom was. He didn't know who anybody was. I don't think. So we had to do the thing that really hurts. A lot of people and that's we had to put him in a home because eventually we couldn't trust him in our house nor could we trust him out on the road especially out on the road in fact we had signs but we ignored them one of the signs that we ignored looking back was that he bought another mixer that we would never need because he was out of work he assumed that one day he would find work again and that he would need a new mixer even though the mixer that we had was still in good condition we would buy a lot of things that we didn't need, as a matter of fact. And that should have been a clue, I guess, but we never really thought anything about it. And thankfully, we've gotten rid of that extra mixer, as well as the one that we had to begin with. When we finally got my dad a home, I prayed that he would not stay there any longer than he had to. And I got my wish. Which leads to the next good thing that happened to me. Which was, my house got spared during Hurricane Ike. On my street, there are a lot of houses that got hit pretty bad, but my house was 
was was hit the was hit was not hit the worst at all. He only lost a few shingles and the whirligig, or wind turbine, whatever you want to call it. And I'm glad that Dad died before Hurricane Ida hit because I just know that with him being in the retirement home, things would have been much worse for him, especially with the dementia. I mean, hurricanes are scary enough, but when you have dementia on top of it, that's even scarier. Um, I also got a new phone, which I never had an iPhone, a phone before. It was my dad's phone, to be to be technical. Um, I have used a cell phone before because my both my parents have always had me text for them while they were on the road. But this is the first time I've had a phone that was completely my own. So now I get to keep track of, and so now I get to be in contact with an old Facebook friend of mine who uh, shall remain nameless because she is no longer on Facebook anymore. And I have been writing to her pretty often, but now we have another way to communicate. So that'll be great. So that's great. Another thing, good thing that happened to me was I got into D&D. I've been wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons for a long time, but I never met anyone who played it, and I found out that my cousin Paul played it, and he plays it on Discord. That's the reason that I always give people my Discord now, because I'm on Discord, and it's for more than just Dungeons and Dragons. You can also... Discuss. Um, it's basically a chat room type deal, and um, I'm. And I haven't really played it yet. I'm still. I'm uh, just observing. But tonight is the night. Tonight is the night I learned combat. I've I've also started listening to podcasts about Dungeons and Dragons, so I can learn how to create characters, how, all the lore associated with it. Because you know us autistics, when we get interested in something, we go hardcore. So, and I love having new interests. Also, I went overboard in my goal. I'm on Goodreads. Um, I gave myself like 40 or so books and wound up reading 60 or so books. This time around, my goal will be 52 books. That's going to be one a week, roughly. So, should be interesting to see if I meet that goal. Um, another good thing that happened is I didn't get COVID this year. We got, a, we got new variants, but I still didn't get them. I got both my regular shot and my booster. Unfortunately, I do know some people in Facebook and in real life who got COVID, so I wasn't completely lucky. We also finally buried my grandmother, which we couldn't do in 2020 because of the pandemic. And I made some of my movie goals this last year. I didn't make all of them, but I can. But the ones I didn't get to add, I'm moving on to this year as well.
So that's the good stuff that happened. I mean, the good and the bad for this year. I'm hoping that next. I'm hoping that 2021 will be a productive year. If not a good one, I will be hopefully looking for a job now that I can't work for my dad anymore. Obviously. So let's move on and talk about the next, the latest Marvel show, Hawkeye. But before I do that, one more good thing that happened this year was my Autistic Christians Facebook group made it to over 900 members. As of this recording, I am up to 945 members. This is big news because I never thought that Autistic Christians would get above 200. I had inherited this group from a former friend. Well, I wouldn't call them a friend, but they were someone that I would spend, that I helped out. We never really saw eye to eye about how the group should be run, and eventually that person left, and I haven't seen them since. Um, but I really thought that we would never get above 200, and here we are sitting close to 950 members. And the reason I never thought we would get above 900 members is because above 200 members is the fact that I've been in other autistic groups on Facebook. And you, you rarely find Christians. Most of the people you will find are atheist at best. Or agnostic at best or atheist at worst. And I'm not talking just the nice atheists. I'm also talking about the, the ones who don't, who just plain don't like Christians. Who project every bad thing that happened to them because of Christianity onto Christians, whether they deserve it or not. It's the main reason I part time getting along with atheists. Because I would always run into those kind of people. I still run into those kind of people on a, reg on a regular basis. But I don't run into them as often as I used to. And I think it's mostly because of this group. It's become a safe haven for autistic people who actually do pro practice Christianity. And I will point out that we even let in members who are LGBTQ. And that's taught me quite a lot about how to treat them. And it also helped me to discover several years ago that I was asexual, which I've done a whole podcast about. So that's big news. Anyway, next up, Hawkeye. So, when, when Hawkeye actually was announced on Disney+, Plus, I actually had forgotten that it was going to be a thing. So... I was a bit surprised that it was happening, and then I remembered, oh yeah, this was one of the episodes, this was going to be one of the new shows. Sorry folks, I have to do, I have to do something there. Um, I really liked this, I mean, I liked this show, but I don't think it was my favorite of the Disney Plus shows. It was certainly better than WandaVision, which for me, that's a low bar to set, but that's what I'm going with. Um, the first thing I really like about this show is the way, is that it introduced something that I was really pleased with. For those of you who have never read an Avengers comic book in your life, Cliff Barton, aka Hawkeye, is actually deaf. Up until the series, this was not something that was brought up in the, sh in the movies, and I really thought that it would never be discussed at all, and I was a bit 
and I was kind of disappointed in that because I love it when a disabled character is in is in a is in any work of fiction. One of my favorite superheroes is Daredevil because he, and a large reason that has to do with that is that he's blind. So now we have I mean so I've been wanting to see how I mean see Hawkeye portrayed as deaf in the Avengers but I wasn't sure how they would do it and this show actually does that. You see what makes Hawkeye such an interesting character is he's sort of the everyman for the Avengers. Just as the Justice League has Batman as their everyman, the Avengers have Hawkeye. Hawkeye doesn't have any superpowers, all he's got is his bow and arrow and his excellent sniping abilities. Just like Batman, all he's got is his good detective skills and honing his body to perfection, training in various methods of fighting. I think it's interesting that both the Avengers and the Justice League have this sort of character. It's something that you don't, I mean, a lot of other superhero teams don't have that, especially superhero teams like the X-Men, where everyone is a mutant. Anyway, so this series focusing on Hawkeye does exactly that. It shows that he is deaf, and it and I like the way that it portrays it. It doesn't portray it in such a way that makes you pity him. It just happens to be something as, that he has to deal with in his life. Another thing I think that I thought was interest that I thought was neat, that I thought was kind of fun actually. I mean, there was also something I thought was kind of fun, and I know. And if you watch the show, I think you know what that thing, what I'm going to be talking. Yes, the Steve Rogers musical. I thought this was hilarious. The idea that there is a whole musical devoted to the Avengers battling Loki was just a lot of fun to me. And I loved the fact that it was actually the teaser for this show rather than something leading into the next Marvel show. Or into the next Marvel movie. And no, I have not seen No Way Home yet. I am planning on it. Nor have I seen The Eternals, which I am also planning on. I need to find out the correct order for that so I can do that. So I can do that correctly. I think No Way Home is supposed to be first. I could be wrong about that. In fact, I know nothing about The Eternals, to be honest, other than that they were created by Jack Kirby. So Hawkeye focuses is sort of a Christ, is a Christmas based show in the same way that you people always say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, meaning it's really not a Christmas movie in my opinion. Yes, it's got the trappings. Yes, it's got the carols. But I really believe that if you were to take the whole story and just take out all the Christmas stuff you'd still have the same story. And that's okay. That's not a detriment to what this show is for me. I also found it interesting that Echo is going to be getting her own show as well. This was announced right when the first episode of Hawkeye was introduced. I mean, it was, was uh, uploaded, I should say, not introduced. So this show introduces her and they knew the show was going to be such a hit that they decided 
to actually in, to actually give her her own show later on. And Echo happens to be, I think, the villain of this, so that should be interesting. She was introduced in the Black Widow show. She is Black Widow's sister. We also meet Kate Bishop, who is a character from the Hawkeye mythos in the comics. I thought she was handled pretty well. She's sort of a fangirl for Hawkeye, so that I think it's so so um and she's similar to Hawkeye in that she's also an archer. She's not nearly as good as Hawkeye is, but hold on a minute. But she is relatively good. Excuse me. So that's the main so that's the main point of this um show. Another interesting thing about this, so I don't think we're going to be getting a second season for Hawkeye because the way this show is constructed, I don't think you can do a second season. But I like that about these Marvel shows. I, I like that because it kind of reminds me of how Marvel had this thing that they would do in the 80s where they would do separate miniseries about different characters that would go on for a little while. Some of them would actually tie into the current events. Um, like, for example, the Kitty Pride and Wolverine series would eventually lead to her getting, I mean, to Kitty Pride dropping the Sprite code name that she had as, when she started out in the X-Men and changing it to her current code name of Shadowcat. Um... Other times, a limited series would eventually morph into a regular series, like what happened with the Transformers. The Transformers started out as a comic book, and, I mean, as a miniseries, and then morphed into a long-running actual series that lasted about as... actually lasted longer than the toy line's popularity. And I'm talking the Generation 1 toy line. I'm not talking about the numerous iterations that have happened since then. And um, this, to me, seems like a good example of that. This seems like the kind of thing that probably couldn't be turned into an ongoing series. I could be surprised. I, I would be surprised if it was. But it left enough open so that something else could happen afterward. And that's not to say that this was bad at all. I don't, I mean, just because I think it's good that it seems like it's a one and done thing doesn't mean I hated it. In fact, I liked it quite a bit. I liked it a little, like I said, it's a little better than WandaVision. It's not the best series that Disney Plus has done for Marvel so far. So far, that honor would be bestowed upon either What If or Loki. And we got some more coming up this year. I'm still, we still haven't had the She-Hulk series, and I am psyched about that one because She-Hulk has always been one of my favorites, and I want to see them do something with her. Mainly because we have the same situation that we had when... The Hulk had his own TV show back in the seven, back in the early, late seventies and early eighties when Lou Ferrigno and Bruce Banner, I mean, Lou Ferrigno and Bill Bixby, excuse me, 
we're playing both versions of the Hulk, the human version and the monster version. And I want to, and since She-Hulk was created, just so they could still have some, just so they could get some, just so they could latch on to a female version of the Hulk before the TV show could, I've been, since I, ever since I found that out, I've wanted something for She-Hulk, and I'm glad we're finally getting it. So I'm really psyched about that one coming out this year. Anyway, Hawkeye was a pretty good show. I liked the action in this. I liked the low stakes for most of the part. This was actually lower stakes than what you normally see in a Marvel show. This was sort of like what happened with Black Widow. Black, Black Widow was some pretty low stakes, but there wasn't the... We gotta save the whole world crisis. It was more or less patch this family back together going on. And really the and really the same thing happened with Hawkeye as well. The main stakes were basically Hawkeye has to get home in time for Christmas. That was really the it really didn't go much beyond that. Oh, except for one thing, and I gotta bring this up, so spoilers. Warning coming up because we are going to talk about the big surprise. So I'm going to go ahead and do another interlude here. And we are going to dive right into the spoilers. So 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Alright. If you're here, I'm assuming that you have not stopped this recording and you are now headed and you are now ready to head into spoiler territory because here is the big spoiler if you ever had netflix before you went to disney plus and i'm assuming that a lot of you have then you probably know about netflix's version of the marvel cinematic universe which consisted of daredevil luke cage jessica jones and the Punisher, and Iron Fist. Now, I was a big fan of most of these shows. The only one that I did not watch was the Punisher, because I have never been a fan of the Punisher. I thought he was, I think he is probably, and I hate to say this because I know the Punisher has such a huge fan base, I never liked the character. I don't like the idea of a hero if you can call him that, who kills other villains, who kills villains. To me, that just doesn't sit well. That's, I mean, if a hero has to kill, if a hero kills a villain, to me, that should be an absolute last resort. It should only happen in self-defense. And here is the Punisher pretty much acting like, well, the character that inspired him, I think this was inspired by the, I mean, the ex, the codename Executioner series, which I never got into, but that's what I've heard that this is about. It's from, it was based on some book series that Gary Conway was into. But I watched all of the other shows. I watched all three seasons of Daredevil, both seasons of Iron Fist, both seasons of Luke Cage, and both seasons of Jessica Jones. And I watched the Defenders miniseries that brought it all together. And 
I have to say I really enjoyed it. I didn't like the fact that it was much, that it got pretty adult. I don't like it when superhero sh stuff gets, uh, I mean, that it was pretty adult. It got kind of, it was questionably adult in my opinion. Um, there was some lengths in it that I felt weren't necessary. I won't get into that because that's not important. Um, because, but it did make me wonder if we were ever going to see these characters in the MCU, especially since we could, you could probably skip all of these shows and you could follow the MCU movies just fine because Daredevil, Luke Cage, etc. never turn up in the Marvel shows, in the Marvel movies. So seeing that, and actually that's a good thing because they weren't supposed to. Daredevil and all the other characters aren't really big-name characters. I mean, they're not characters who are designed for dealing with big-time threats like Loki or Ultron. They're more street-level people. They So they deal with these smaller but still threatening characters such as Bullseye and Elektra and people like that. People like Spider-Man normally dealt with. Spider-Man never really went after people like Loki or... Well, he did go after the Juggernaut once. But he's really a street-level type character, too. And I have to say that I am one of those people who wondered how they were going to integrate... ...these characters into the MCU... And doing Disney Plus, that made me wonder even more, especially when you consider the fact that Disney Plus is not designed like Netflix. Netflix has adult-oriented program because they can get away with it. They've got a more varied audience. They're not really designed to be a family-friendly app. I mean, yes, they do have family-friendly shows on there, like the car like most of the cartoons. But they also have stuff that's for adults. Whereas Disney Plus, right out the gate, Disney Plus did not want to be Netflix. They wanted to have more family-friendly oriented programming because that's what Disney is known for. So that to me, that told me that there was no possible way that characters like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Punisher, etc. would be seen on Disney Plus in any capacity. That and the licensing problems that go into things. I mean... We already know, I mean, we already know the problems that are caused because of Spider-Man and the Hulk being owned by companies, being partially owned by companies that have, by companies other than Disney. The Hulk can't have his own movie other than the one that was made by Universal, and he always has to piggyback with either the Avengers or Thor. Spider-Man can have his own universe, but because he's partially owned by Sony, he can't appear on the, on the Disney Plus app in his own movies. He can appear in the animated in the in the animated format, and that's why we have all the Spider-Man cartoons. Well, almost all on Disney Plus. We don't have the one from the '60s, but we do have. The one from the 80s, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, Ultimate Spider-Man, 
the 90s Spider-Man, etc. For some strange reason, we don't have the live-action version of the Hulk, but we do have the but we do have the animated series that ran on UPN for a while. But we don't have the Hulk movie. So, that made me think, so knowing that stuff made me think that there would be no chance that anyone from the Netflix shows would ever appear on the, on the Disney Plus app. We would never see Daredevil or She-Hulk or anyone else, no not She-Hulk, sorry, Daredevil or Jessica Jones or The Punisher or anyone else like that. And part of me was disappointed because I like to see the entirety of the Marvel Universe on Disney Plus because when you read the comic when you read the Marvel comic books you have the possibilities of Spider-Man running into Daredevil quite frequently in fact Spider-Man is one of Daredevil's clients and there is no problems of of Sony saying they can't do that in the comic books because that's not the same thing and I think it's kind of annoying that that's the case. So, that we can't watch a Spider-Man show on Disney, a Spider-Man movie on Disney+. Plus. And while I am perfectly okay with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, etc., not having their shows on Disney+, Plus because of how adult they were, and that would ruin and they wouldn't be able to edit them appropriately so that they can wind up on Disney Plus. There is still a part of me that wanted to see that happen. Well I am pleased to announce that the possibility is now reality. It's been announced that Charlie Cox, aka Daredevil, will be appearing in the MCU. Now whether or not he'll be appearing on Disney Plus first is any one's guess. Personally, I think what will happen is he'll probably be introduced in a backdoor format, much as the character that I'm going to in that I'm going to tell you about was introduced. And that character is the Kingpin. Yes, that's right, folks. In the fifth episode of Hawkeye, the Kingpin was finally brought back into the MCU, which means that now all those Netflix shows are still canon, which is something that I thought wasn't going to happen. I thought they were not going to be considered canon because of the whole Netflix scenario. Netflix didn't, there was a whole falling out, and that's why those characters were not allowed in any Marvel movies. But I didn't know that there was actually some backdoor planning, just like what happened with Spider-Man, now, that doesn't mean that Disney owns Netflix. No, there was no way that was ever going to happen. But that does mean that Marvel got back all their characters that they had in there. Now, some of you may be wondering, how are they going to do this? Well, they're going to do it the same way that they did it in Hawkeye. They had Vincent D'Oforino, however you say his name. I can, I can never figure out how to say the guy's name. Playing Kingpin. And... They just tone him down. See, back in the 80s, we still had the Comics Code. But we were still able to tell great stories about Daredevil, Kingpin, etc. 
even with the comics code limiting things. So that tells me that yes, we can do stories about Daredevil, Iron Fist, whoever from the Netflix shows. We just have to tone things down and they can appear on Disney Plus the way they're supposed to appear. And I was so excited and overjoyed that excuse me, that Daredevil and that that Daredevil's coming over and that Kingpin is coming over. I was overjoyed when I saw Vincent back because to me there is no one else who could play the kingpin. He looks the part, he acts the part, he even sounds the part. This is exactly how I always thought the kingpin sounded. So I was very pleased to see him. Kingpin has always been one of my favorite has been always been one of my favorite villains because I just like the fact that because to me he's just the he's a great villain because he is someone that you can fear and admire it you can fear very easily and I like those kind of villains I I, I mean I like villains that are like Magneto where you can actually respect them but I also like villains that you can outright hate and Kingpin is definitely one of those villains. The action in this series was pretty good. I loved the LARP in episode 2, by the way. That was a lot of fun. And I don't know why I'm putting this in the spoiler section when it, when it could very easily be done in the spoiler-free section. But I guess it's kind of a spoiler thing because you, didn't, because you probably wouldn't know it unless you got into the second episode. So, that alone really makes Hawkeye a must-watch. And I really like the way Hawkeye ended, too. It ended with a really nice Christmas-style ending where Hawkeye invites Kate Bishop to his house and they have a really nice, warm Christmas celebration. I really liked how the ending credits were done in sort of a Christmas feel, too. I mean, up until the... I think the last episode didn't have a Christmas theme for the credits, but each uh, but all the other ones had a Christmas song to, attached to them. And the trailer and the teaser trailer, as I said before, was a full production of one of the musical numbers from the Steve Rogers musical. And I really want this to be an actual thing. I want an actual stage show of Steve Rogers. Hopefully it'd be better than Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was supposed to be. I never saw that, but I heard rumors about how bad it was, and here's hoping that wouldn't happen. It's interesting that Spider-Man wasn't in the Steve Rogers musical at all, even though Ant-Man was. Even though Ant-Man wasn't even in the first Avengers movie, he didn't show up until the until Civil War in, a, in anything other than his own thing. So yeah, if you haven't seen Hawkeye yet, go ahead and see it. It's really good. Um, it's not the best Disney Plus series ever, but I still highly recommend it. Especially if you're someone who watched all the Netflix stuff. So we're going to go ahead and end it there, and I'm going to give you my preview of next week's show, and then I'm going to wrap things up.
So that's it for my first show of 2021 of 2022. Yes, we are still in season three because season three is supposed to take 26 episodes. So we are on episode 19. That means we have five more episodes to go. So probably by the end, probably in February, I'll be starting season four. So what's next for us is we are going to be talking about another profile in autism series I believe is my is in my schedule and that is a is where I look at the lives of different of different autistic celebrities and I have chosen Hannah Gatsby Hannah Gatsby is a comedian who has two specials on Netflix so I'll be watching both of those this weekend and also looking at her Wikipedia page so I can get ideas about her. So that should be fun. So we have five more episodes left for this season, and in February we will be starting season four. And that's the show. If you want to find past episodes of the Catholic Spectrum, you can look me up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. You know, I already said Spotify. Wherever you find good, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Oh, I'm also on uh, Podcast Addict, by the way. You can contact me on RadicalEdwardJWT at gmail.com. My Discord address is Radical Everett hashtag 9575, and that's with both Radical and Everett capitalized, and there is a space between them. Oh, and I'm wrong. Uh, next week, we are talking about Cowboy Bebop in my Anime to See Before You Die list. Not the Netflix, we will be talking about the Netflix version too, so if you're curious about that, get ready, because I'm going to be talking about both of them going to be going spoiler heavy on it and you'll see why when we get there um you can also follow me on facebook on my under my real name jason there so just remember everyone normal is just a setting on the washing machine we don't get to be normal see you around and here's hoping that 2022 is a good year <laughs>